Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hello chickens, we are still in pirate month, uh, so deep, we're doing a story with pirate in the title. It is The Pirate Planet with Tom Baker uh, playing the Doctor. It's in the middle of the key to time season, but I couldn't be bothered doing the whole key to time, frankly, and they're vaguely related. Like, it's it's just a normal season with occasionally two minutes of one episode is, has some sort of mention of the key to time and then they pretend it's not happening. Uh, anyway, so we start with a model city. Um, and by a model city, I don't mean like, you know, here's an amazing city that everyone should aspire to be. I mean a city that is a model. Um, <laughs> it's just like these, you know, kind of... It looks like sort of like it's in Greece. It's all sort of plaster and white and stuff. And then you see we see this more uh, shining tower, uh, black tower, little bit uh, strangely shaped. Anyway, it's got lights all over it. Um, and then we hear someone shouting for Mr. Fibuli, Mr. Fibuli. Uh, his report is 30 seconds late. Uh, he comes in apologising to the captain. And we don't see the captain. All we see is a creepy robot parrot who eyes Fibuli off and he looks scared. Uh, then the captain pats the robot parrot. Again, we don't see him, it's just a hand. Uh, Fibuli reels off a bunch of minerals that have been discovered and the captain's furious. He says, they're just baubles. I want Vasilium and Maginite 1-5. Um, Fibuli says, I found a new source of that, but it's in an unexpected sector. And the captain's like, we'll mine it. And I demand immediate preparations made. Or, or he's going to have Fibuli's bones bleached. Oh, dear. And then Fibuli says, aye, aye, captain. Hello. Uh, and that's when we see the captain. He has like an eye patch, but it's electronic, kind of green, stripey, you know, kind of like Kanye West's glasses, but just one. Uh, and the captain starts announcing a new golden age of prosperity for all. Um and this is when I say announcing, it's like going out over loudspeakers, and there is a huge crowd gathered. 
Um, at least six people. Um, <laughs> they're in like a square and they're shouting, yay! Every time the captain says anything about the new age of prosperity. Uh, then in a crypt of some kind, there's a, a much larger gathering, more than, than the giant crowd in the field, uh, in the field, in the square. Uh, a bunch of people in a circle wearing hoodies. They're all the same colour, kind of like a beigey sort of colour. Um, one of them takes their hood off and says, watch! And then we get blurry vision of one of the people in the very meager crowd shouting yay uh, as the captain announces riches beyond the dreams of avarice. Um, you think I'm putting it on, but he is really quite something. Uh, so the man who's not shouting yay with everyone else is being projected into the coven like above their head somehow. Uh, and they agree they've found another and the time of evil is once more come and they must prepare. The music is very portentous, by the way. It's like, dun, 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 dun. Um, meanwhile, the doctor in the TARDIS is polishing up a piece of the key to time uh, and talking to K9. And uh, he shoves the piece of, <laughs> piece of the key to time in a gum boot and then chucks it in a cupboard. Uh, and then says to K9, like, getting the rest of the t- key to time will be a piece of cake, which K9 ne- thinks means he needs to define what a piece of cake is. Uh, the doctor walks into the console room. Romana is reading a very large book, which turns out to be the technical manual of the TARDIS. Um, and she's like, yeah, the Type 40 capsule wasn't on the syllabus uh, when I was at uh, the, the academy. Um, she's like, yeah, look, veteran and vintage vehicles was an elective, uh, but she chose to study the life cycle of the Gallifrey and Flutterwing instead because it was more interesting. Um, oh, she's can. Uh, the Doctor has plugged the tracer, which is what they use to find the key to time, into the TARDIS console and then he's horrified to discover that they're going to Calufrax. And he goes, oh, it's a mean, boring place. And he says, all right, Romana, watch me set the controls of the console if you're having so much trouble working out how to fly this uh, particular ship with that book there. Um, you know, you want to learn about vintage machinery? I know how to use it. Uh, she's like, oh, you're going to set the synchronic feedback checking circuit? And he's like, oh, I never bother with that. And he gets really angry. He's like, "You look, do you know how long I've been flying this thing? And she's like, yeah, 523 years. Like just quite calmly spits that out. Um, and then she's like, oh, you also need to set the, set the multi-loop stabilizer. And she's like, she shows him in the manual where it says that. So he tears that page out and throws it away. And he goes, ah, I don't need that. I can have a smooth materialization without the multi-loop stabilizer. Uh, so, of course, as soon as he presses the button, this TARDIS goes all wobbly. Canine shouts, starts shouting, danger, danger. And the doctor falls and hits his face on the console. Um, the Meanwhile, the captain, uh, who we see has a whole robot arm, uh, as well as a robot eye patch business, uh, is shouting, um, calling people imbeciles, asking what's happened to my engines. Uh, it's like, Fibuli, what's happening? Are you trying to scuttle the planet? Uh, Fibuli says it was a local electromagnetic disturbance and the captain's checking his readings and he goes, the entire space-time continuum was ripped apart for 10 seconds. Uh, he wants Fibuli to find out what it was and he'll have his skull. He's really into the bones this week, this captain. Um, the doctor in the TARDIS is blustering, saying, no, it's something interfered with the materialization. It's nothing to do with not following the manual. And Romana's like, well, can I try? Buy the book. So she sets synchronic feedback and the multi-loop stabilizer and then materializes perfectly in an archway uh, on the planet. And the doctor's like hiding next to K9 with his hands over his ears, thinking it's all going to explode. Um, 
You know, like when River flew the TARDIS that time she blew it up. Um, the doctor's like, oh, Calufrax, it's cold, it's wet, icy, very boring. And Romana's looking at the scanner going, no, it looks like nice. Uh, and it's a, it's a, they're in that part of the town where the captain was bellowing about the golden age. Um, and, you know, <laughs> the doctor's like, what? Oh, she's like, it looks lovely. And he's like, no, you've done something wrong. You've messed up the landing by light years, probably. And then canine starts spinning in circles, uh, at which point the coven in the hoods are walking in a circle saying, life force dying, life force dying. And there's this pulsating light above them. I'm getting Mandragora vibes, frankly. Uh, while they're doing this, the bloke they were focusing on from the crowd, he's lying on a couch, writhing and moaning, going, ah, ah, ah. and there's an old bloke standing standing above him saying, calm yourself, calm yourself. And this blonde woman comes in and she calls the old bloke grandfather and asks the guy on the couch, who's called Pralix apparently, what's wrong? And then she goes off and uh, the old bloke comes, goes back to telling Pralix to calm himself. Uh, the doctor is flabbergasted by the readings on the TARDIS console. He says, this can't be right, but it must be. They're in the right space at the right time, but that is not Califrax out there. Uh, he says that planet wasn't there when he tried to land. And Romana's like, mm-hmm, sure. Uh, the grandfather is worried what the neighbours will think of the moaning, <laughs> moaning prelix. Um, and the girl starts asking why, 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 why? It really moaning over-the-top voice. It's uh, quite a performance. Uh, I think he calls her Eula or Rula. I can't remember. Um, and tells her to stop questioning things. Uh, and then he hears someone coming. So he's like, pull the curtains. I'm like, curtains aren't going to help. He's moaning in the other room really loudly. So some bloke comes in called Chemus and asks what's wrong with the old guy. And the girl goes and hugs him and says, oh, thank God it's only you. Uh, and they go and look in on Pralix who is moaning, life was dying, life was dying. Uh, he's delirious. Uh, the coven see him in their little mind's eye thing that they've been visualizing with. Um and then they see the Doctor and Romana leaving the TARDIS uh, and they're like, we must act at once. Um, coming out of the TARDIS, Romana's waving the tracer around. It's just buzzing at everything. She's like, well, it's just, it, it says it's everywhere. Um, it's buzzing at everything. Like everything's the key to time. Uh, and then she starts mocking the Doctor. She's saying, oh, yeah, it's really icy and barren here. Um, it does look lovely. Uh, that's when Canine alerts them that someone's coming. So the Doctor goes and tries to talk to them. They ignore him. Then another group ignores him. And Canine suggests Romana try to make contact. Um, he's like, well, I, I can't let Romana do that, you know making contact with an alien species is a very delicate thing and Kanan's just like she's prettier than you <laughs> which the doctor is horrified by as you can imagine um, meanwhile she's already talking to someone in the background about the new golden age apparently it's something that the captain organised uh, there were lights in the sky omens and they're all going to be rich and he hands over some diamonds and rubies and so she offers him jelly babies uh, which he's excited about takes a whole bunch uh, says goodbye and says oh watch out for the mentiads um, the doctor asked Romana where she got the jelly babies and she's like the same place you do from your pocket uh, <laughs> Then he says, good looks are no substitute for sound character. Oh, dear. Um, they talk about the omens in the sky and the man uh, going to eat a jelly baby uh, that's just left is accosted by a studded guard who wants to know where he got that jelly baby. Um, the doctor asks Canine to analyse the gems and they are diamonds and rubies. 
And the doctor sees a bunch of precious stones just lying around in the street. Ooh. All right, well, the music started, so I, I better kick off. Um, I will continue part one of the Pirate Planet in the next episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.